0: This is all in for the love of the game. This is
1: Love Said Match. I mean, Andre Agassi had this goal. You don't have to be better than everyone else in the draw when you go out on the court, Like, You have to be better than someone that's across the net.
0: I think you've got to stay active in a sport sense you know go out there do some sports i think it always
1: makes you feel better maybe more tired in the very moment but actually the rest of the day feels better and then i think giving back as well you know making other people happy is going to give you
0: a good feeling too hey welcome to tennis pal chronicles the podcast to feed your passion for all things tennis i'm your host philip kim also known as coach pk the tennis pro for the Langham Huntington Hotel in sunny Southern California, and with me is my wonderful co-host Valerie Garcia. Valerie, we haven't talked tennis for a little while now.
1: It's true, and you know what? For those who don't know, because which is everyone except for Philip and I, this is the first time we're we're videoing while we podcast. This is that's cool. I could so I could see your face. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, when we do them in person, it's it's much better. But this is a nice second.
0: Yes. I we definitely need to be able to record these in the future. Maybe I'll put it up on YouTube or something in the future.
1: Oh, I bet people would love that, you know. <laughs> to see to see our beautiful faces.
0: <laughs> Cuz we're so popular.
1: We're really popular and we're really beautiful if you haven't
0: seen us. <laughs> well, you know who else is beautiful is tennis pal. As you know, Tennis Pal Chronicles, our podcast, is sponsored by Tennis Pal, which is a great app you can download for Android and iPhone and find people to play with. Play tennis in your area as much as possible. And If you're looking for people to play with, you can play on Tennis Pal and you can get a board. Valerie, I actually just connected with a guy named Christian on Tennis Pal and he came out and played.
1: Fantastic. I just was texting with someone yesterday who pinged. That they were looking for someone about going to play maybe today. So
0: very cool. Yeah, it's so nice to be able to use Tennis Pal and just find people that are somewhat close in the area based on zip code. You know, it shows you like a mile, two miles, five miles away, right?
1: Yeah. And then if you want if you want to find Philip is one of those rare breeds who he'll just hit with anyone, but I am gonna speak for the masses. And say that most of us like to be kind of with someone who's equal in our abilities and or better to kind of push us a little bit more. Uh, so one of the things that I really love is not only finding someone in my area, but finding someone with a similar skill level. So neither one of us is like re- like really frustrated. <laughs> uh, but Philip is one Picking of those like, special people who never gets frustrated. <laughs> he's just like, he'll just, he'll, he's so patient with the... Anyone, and he's like a 7.0. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he's, I, what are, are you a 4.0 or a 5.? I, I don't
0: really 4. know. 4.5? I don't know. Like This guy, Christian, that I hit with, actually, he said he played in college. Uh, but he hasn't played for a long time, and so he was, you know, a little bit out of form and stuff. But it was really fun. I mean, he hit a solid ball, and we had a good time hitting. And uh, yeah, it was really great just to be able to find someone. I don't know that I would ever have found him without the app, right? So, yeah, hopefully, we'll be able to hit again soon.
1: And can I tell you, the, along with the side note, yep. um, the the app is so great that, and us talking about it is so great. That the other day I was telling my sister, I, I'm feeling really lazy. I really need like someone to, to work out with or play tennis with. And she's like, you know what? There's this great app called Tennis Pal. Because, no, you that's know, because so she, funny. She, she listens, listens to, the to podcast. our podcast. Yeah. It was really cute. I was like, yay, she knows the name of the podcast <laughs> and the app. And she knows what it does and what it's for. So that's so fantastic. It
0: is. So big shout out to Valerie's sister who's listening right Heck now yeah.
1: probably. <laughs> I bet you
0: she will she will she's she's the sweetest (laughs) for sure hey and valerie speaking of playing tennis we're doing our special giveaway i'm actually giving away a head tennis racket uh head radical pro i don't know if you saw that ad yet but love set match my tennis company has joined forces with conga sports and together we're doing a chance drawing to win a new head radical pro tennis racket it's a beautiful racket did you see the picture I love the graphics. I
1: did not see the picture, but heads are great. I use a head racket, so Yeah.
0: Well, you can go take a look at lovesetmatch.net and there's a, you know, little uh, post blog there all about how you can win and we're trying to Sponsor Conga Sports in helping them grow their leagues as well. So it's so cool that they have a great relationship with Head, and Head gave them a racket to give away. And they're actually allowing us to give the racket away just to people who are connected to Love Set and Match. So all you do is you put in Love Set and Match uh, when you sign up for Conga Sports, and you enter yourself into a chance to give away. So I really think you have a great chance to win this racket because you know it's not that I have a ton of thousands and thousands. <laughs> of people that are connected to me, right? I mean, I bet there's not even going to be like 50 people that sign up. So you have, it's like a one in 50 chance. So that's kind of amazing to have a $200 racket.
1: That is that is really amazing. And if I think that we should give more information. So Conga, you have piqued my interest. I do know a little bit about it, but you know, like, let me just play devil's advocate here and pretend that I don't, actually, that's not even the right uh, phrase, but whatever. Let me just... uh play dumb here and uh pretend i don't know can we talk a little bit about conga and what they do um because i i'm a former usta flex league player and so this when you told me about this it sounded really uh interesting and it's like something i really want to be a part of so how yeah can, how can others be a part of it besides just going to your website
0: yeah, I would love for people to go to Conga's website as well, which is also in the blog, uh, Conga Sports. And it's my good friend, Rich. And Rich and I have been tennis friends for, I guess, 15 years. And he's always included me and invited me into uh, tennis events. And so he, he's passionate about running tennis programs. He he did it for uh, many years in San Diego, had one of the largest San Diego leagues. Then he moved up here to Los Angeles, and he's running leagues in the Valley. Uh, but just trying to expand. And so I'm trying to partner with him to expand more people playing tennis. So U- USTA Flex Leagues is definitely an option. And then Conga Sports is another option. It's just another chance to be a part of a league and play with other people. Uh, I think Rich does a great job organizing. I think it's a great way to meet other people. So yeah, m- maybe check and out Conga Sports. it's
1: super cost-effective too, right? I, I, my memory is that, you know, if they go to yeah. your website to find out more information, they're going to be really happy with the
0: yeah. Ha- yeah how definitely. much it
1: costs to be a part of this?
0: Yeah, I think it's only like fifty dollars for an annual membership, which is similar to the USTA membership. But their membership for Congress Sports includes, you know, all of the tournaments and leagues and stuff like that versus per league. I think so. And um, don't
1: they they get a gift card as well?
0: because they have a great relationship with head you you actually for signing up you actually get a $50 gift card gift code reward to use on head's website so it's basically like it's, not paying at all it
1: is like free cuz if you're going to just get head balls or rackets or shoes or you know any sort of tennis gear right for right. me i think i would get like tennis grips cuz cuz that's what i really like with head but yeah. um strings right there's there's a bunch of things so if you're gonna buy those things anyway you're basically getting like a free conga membership
0: membership exactly and and and, and an entry into this raffle giveaway so yes yes
1: for your head racket
0: (laughs) so yeah i think it's a great thing and you know i'm just down to support uh rich and his passion for sports just like our podcast right it's all about the passion so he is super passionate really appreciate him
1: I hope I get to meet him someday. So he sounds like PK number two.
0: <laughs> no, he's PK number one. I'm PK oh, okay, number two. Okay, okay, all
1: right. Well, actually, you're like, if we're going to go there, there is another PK, that that gentleman from the biking um, event. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like, apparently, there's a plethora of PKs out there.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of us, but, uh, I'm, I'm glad to, you know, just be a part of it and a little bit of, uh, community connection here in tennis as coach PK. So that's really nice.
1: Yes. I mean, I know for sure I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to join that because, uh, you know, it forces me to get out and play tennis, <laughs>
0: Yeah. And in addition to what Conga Sports is doing with their leagues, I'm also doing a lot of new programming. I'm actually doing a new programming project for um, underprivileged kids in East LA at two different parks there. That's uh, sponsored by LA County. Because in in the summer months, they're really trying to get kids into activities and use their free time in a productive athletic way instead of who knows what, right? So I think it's really cool that LA County is actually um, creating these programs for kids that might not be able to afford like tennis lessons or, you know, privates for sure. And I, I, I would assume that there are a lot of kids that haven't had an experience with tennis um in these communities. So I'm really excited about starting those programs in the summer as well as I have finally new classes starting in the city I live, Monterey Park, and Parks and Rec is actually opening again here in Southern California, so I'm going to actually be having classes for that as well. So really exciting Keep, keeping it going.
1: Oh, Philip, you sound like you're going to have a really fun and busy Summer filled with tennis.
0: I mean, that's why we live in LA, right? The perfect weather. We love the summer, and we get to play lots of tennis uh, during the summer. And I, I enjoy the the warmth and the heat. So yeah, for sure. Good news.
1: You're, I could already see you have a in tan right now. That is gonna. I'm it's pretty good. dark already. Yeah, it's gonna I get know. Even more.
0: <laughs> Crazy. And I wear I wear really heavy sunscreen. Uh it's actually physical block sunscreen. So when you see me, I look like a kabuki <laughs> Japanese dancer because I've got a really white white uh you know sunscreen face. But uh even with that, yeah, I still get dark.
1: Yes. I love it. People people pay <laughs> for that.
0: <laughs> I know. I don't have to go to a tanning salon, which is really nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what do we got, Philip?
0: The last podcast was uh, about physical recovery with tennis and had some really great information about that. So I encourage you guys to listen to that. Dr. Jenna Warswick was sharing about physical recovery and what to do, not not only physical but nutritional as well, um, how to prepare for a match and you know if you're a weekend warrior, what you, you should be doing to prepare your body for play and then afterwards as well. So yeah, yeah that was super a, that great. was a
1: great episode.
0: Yeah. Super great episode. But yeah, let's talk tennis news. I mean, we haven't really talked about what's happening on tour, uh, like you said, for a couple of months. So what's been on your mind, Valerie?
1: So much, so much, Philip. But, you know, for me, in my mind, it's like chronological. So I just still can't believe we never did like an Australian Open. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> podcast we did talk about it and then we were like let's yeah. do a recap but you know sometimes life gets a little crazy guys and it does we couldn't make the time but um i definitely like felt like there was a lot going on with the australian open there was all the drama with jokovic and the vaccination and getting deported and then like it's almost like nadal going for number 21 like took a back seat to everything right. um right but i don't know I feel like Nadal winning number twenty one is pretty big if i if I was going to vote on what we should talk about, I would start there personally.
0: yeah, I mean, I just think back to ten years ago when everybody was saying there's no way that Nadal is going to survive a- another ten years of tennis because how intense he plays, you know how physical he plays, that his body was going to break down, you know all these rumors about all kinds of physical. Uh, enhancements and you know all that stuff and yet here we are 2022 and nadal is the greatest of all time is uh, i mean he has the most grand slams you can't take that away
1: you can't and and he's done it despite his body has fallen apart (laughs) It really. i mean this guy he's probably he's missed more grand slams than than the other big three like the other in the big three and and he still just keeps coming back. In fact, he's out right now. It's questionable whether or not he could play the French because of uh, like a rib injury.
0: Which but is he, shocking. He went on you, a
1: twenty-one match or twenty-two match win streak this right. year with like right. almost one windy Indian Wells with a broken rib. <laughs> this guy's <is> a <laughs> which an just animal. shows you
0: yeah, the level of his play, right? Because without Djokovic, without Roger, without, you know, people to challenge him. You've gotta think the tremendous confidence he had after winning the Australian and just thinking, you know smooth sailing ahead because I'm feeling so great and so and it just shows you how mental tennis is as well
1: yes it is, and I and just, how mentally
0: strong he is.
1: He is the strongest in my mind yeah. um, that's what's always been my favorite thing about him since day one, not just. Yeah his sportsmanship. I remember like the first match I ever watched of him. Um the umpire called the ball out and he was like, "No, it's good. Give the guy the point." And I was like, "What the
0: Who is this guy? Who is, who this, is guy? this guy? He was young.
1: <laughs> he was like 18, 19. And uh I just yeah, I was really blown away by the fact that he was like, "I don't want any free points." Like, you know, a what? lot of players, they're just like, "Well, the ref said it." Uh, you know, I'm going to turn my head, go the other way. He was like, right. "No, no, no." I don't want right. any, I don't want anything given to me. Like I want to earn everything and he, just the way he plays every point, you know, he's such a warrior. Um, he's adorable. I mean, obviously I want to, I want to strangle him often because he takes so long in between points. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it drives me insane. Cause I'm, I like my tennis. I'm going to snap over here. So everyone knows I want Roger s- speed, you know, no, yeah. no wiping down my body and all that <laughs> stuff, like in between every point. But other than that, you know, his tennis, him as a person, he's so genuine and humble. Um, I've, over the years, I've always loved him, but I've always had to like compartmentalize that love because of my love for Roger. But now that like Roger's kind of, you know, have not played in a really long time and whatever, Nadal's got 21. So there's no point, you know, I might as well, I'm just all in, able to really appreciate him. Um, and it's really great. I'm happy for him. Um, and what what's so great... cool is he doesn't even care. Yeah. <laughs> he really doesn't. He's like, yeah. eh, I just like, I'm just trying all the time. Like whatever right. happens, happens.
0: Right. That's definitely his game face. He always downplays himself. But you've got to think it means so much to him. And obviously when he won it, you could see it on him and in his face that he was so proud of himself. And we're all proud of him. And what a great role model, you know? Uh, Here in Southern California, I play with a lot of Hispanic players, and I just feel like a lot of them have told me that when they were growing up playing tennis, they were told like tennis is a sissy sport. Tennis is not like something that you should be proud of, and they were made fun of. And I just feel like Rafa changes that whole course of uh, tennis uh, being a proud sport for his culture. And I'm just so proud of him to represent in, in that way, you know?
1: Heck yeah. I mean, it's it's great. I'm glad that we made some time. I, I definitely wanted to at least acknowledge, you know, that he got to 21. And hopefully, you know, he can get to 22 at the French Open. How cool would that yeah. be? Like, just yeah. to start building that lead. Because I've been even saying for years, like, Djokovic is going to get to, like, 26, 28, like, easy. Right. No big deal. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God.
0: Maybe not. What? Like,
1: what is he? Yeah, he might not even catch Nadal. I mean, right. I think I still think he will, but like, I don't know, you know, it's definitely the the landscape of the game is changing.
0: Well, it was such a shame that Djokovic's decision overshadowed all of tennis. I mean, it suddenly became not anything about tennis. It became very political and it feels like in the last two years in our world, whenever it becomes political, it becomes so unhealthy, you know?
1: Yeah. For sure, actually, I don't want to sidebar, but remind me about that if we talk about the whole um, Wimbledon banning of Russia and stuff like that because uh, the CEO for the WTA had some interesting stuff to say about the intersection of politics and
0: sport. I mean, I don't know if you want to keep going chronologically. It doesn't matter.
1: We can do whatever we want, (laughs) Philip.
0: (laughs) Because that is a natural flow into what we're talking about right now with Jizz Wimbledon, so tell us about that.
1: Well, so for those that don't know, Wimbledon has decided to take a stance and they have banned all Russian and Belarusian players from participating in the tournament. Um, I don't know a ton of details. All that I know is that... um, the WTA CEO is, is his name, uh, Steve Simon, I believe yep. Yep. He, he was talking about it and it, and it was definitely a hot topic, which like, like the segue we just took here is that it, it always gets interesting whenever politics and sport intersect. Right. And people, right. um, say there's no place for politics and sport and things like that. Um, we can get into our own personal opinions if we want, but I don't really have anything to, that I really feel like we need to to share, but I, I, I'll share on the facts of what I heard is that um, Steve Simon said that basically um, the WTA, and I think the ATP as well, but he didn't want to like uh, speak for them on their behalf, sure. have, have an agreement with the Grand Slams, and there is a clause that no player should ever be kept from playing a tournament based on their country or... You know what their government is doing or stands for right um
0: oh that's so interesting
1: so i think that there will be conversations um there will be conversations that they will have with wimbledon the wta anyway in terms yeah. of trying to figure out a solution um on the tennis podcast Catherine asked steve simon if they would consider, like, a ban or anything like that. Um, and he said that they're definitely not there yet. They're not thinking of, like, repercussions or threats or anything. At the moment, they're going to try and have communication and figure it out, work it out, because there is an agreement there, and they should... And according to Steve Simon, Wimbledon should not be... They're, like, breaching their agreement, um, wow. the Grand Slam agreement with the WTA. So I'm expecting, I guess, maybe, that we might see that change yeah. and they they may allow them. Um, I hope they do. Uh, I just said I wasn't going to per- say a personal opinion, but I feel like, I don't know. I, I really do think that kind of like sucks. Um, Russian players and Belarusian players are put in a really interesting predicament um, to have to, what they have to denounce their country and they have family who's still there who could be in jeopardy. Their safety can be compromised. Um, just so they could play like, so they could do their job, you know, this is their, this is their career and they're trying to just earn a living. Um, I don't know. They're not, they're not playing in their country's name or anything. You know, this isn't Fed cup or the Olympics. This is just their job. Right. Um, So I don't know. That's my opinion. I would love to hear yours if you're willing to
0: share. Well, no, absolutely. Thanks for sharing your opinion. And I actually did send out a tweet back on April twentieth, uh, as soon as they announced uh, that uh, Russian players will not be allowed to compete at Wimbledon uh, due to you know the invasion of Ukraine. And of course, the most important thing to say is that you know Ukraine is getting massacred. I mean, there's thousands of people that are dying ruthlessly uh, without cause without provocation. So absolutely, Russia deserves to be punished in every possible way that hurts them and slows them down from the slaughter of Ukraine. Absolutely, I 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, At the same time, I would say I don't think that this does that at all. I don't think stopping Russian players from playing in Wimbledon uh, helps Ukraine or hurts Russia at all I don't, I don't I don't think Putin cares at all about tennis you know I mean I don't understand the global scope of all the geopolitical you know ins and outs but uh, even sanctions I'm a little bit... Ify on as far as uh, us sanctions to russia because i feel like it actually ends up hurting more the western countries it hurts it definitely hurts europe right now which is in a tremendous inflationary recession and i feel like we're heading that way as well so it's you know how do you fight this battle without fighting the battle right that's the question and how do we send a statement without hurting all the other people i feel like this wimbledon thing actually hurts more people than Putin and Russia. And so I I feel like it's somewhat ineffective just to be political and just to make that statement. I thought what was really uh, powerful was when Rublev was actually playing and he wrote on the camera, no war. And I feel like, wow, if you give them the platform to use and they're saying no war, that is so much more powerful. So I was very proud of rubles for standing up and doing that. And that was his choice. He wasn't forced to play or not play. He made that statement. And I didn't even consider, like you said, his family and what would happen when he makes that statement. So that makes me feel like even more proud of him and even more courageous that he would do that. Uh, obviously, there's a ton of propaganda that's happening in Russia. It's all state media controlled, and so I think it's very hard for Russians themselves and his family and his relatives to understand what's happening and why he would do such a thing. And so he even it, it makes it even harder for him and his connection with Russia. So a lot that I don't understand, absolutely. E-
1: equally so, I'm I'm quite ignorant on most of the subject, <laughs> right? And and of course, I all my you know love and support to to the ukraine and and everyone there and all the players i mean i can't even wow. imagine honestly though f- for all the players right having to go through gosh you know just like leaving their home and not knowing what's going on with their family it's it's all really really messed up um but just to just to be a little bit of a jerk here like uh this the first thought that happened in my head when some of this stuff was going down was like, wow, you didn't really see any of this happen to American players when we invade places. Um, and we invade a lot of places, right? Yeah. So why, why do we always get these free passes to kind of be the unit like the universal, like the global jerks, um, is like, I don't know. Middle Eastern countries, we're just not going to stand up for them at all. Like it's just okay for us to go in there. And anyway, that was my first knee jerk reaction. Was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is happening. But we, no, nothing ever happens with American players when when we're involved in really crazy um, things, I guess, geopolitical um, yeah. crimes or what 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 have you. That being said, it is a really messed up situation. I hope it gets resolved so that everyone feels. I mean, you're never going to please everyone, but I, I do. It's sad because I know Elena Svitolina, you know, the Ukraine's probably top player um, and most well known player. She definitely put a very heartfelt um, Instagram or Twitter, you know, one of those social media posts about you know basically requesting this type of thing. Um, And then everybody back it up. And so I can never understand like what her and her Ukrainian um, fellow players are feeling. So I don't, I really don't want to be insensitive to that. Um, But in my mind, I'm trying to find like the fair thing for everyone involved because also, uh, you know, I try to imagine what it would be like for like Victoria Azarenka, let's just say, right? Belarusian not in agreement with any of this stuff going on and and her having to take like a break because emotionally she cannot focus at all either because this puts them in a very weird position. Um, They're not in support for certain things, but like I said, you know, they have family and loved ones in a place that if they, you know, um, actively speak out, they may end up, you know, you don't know. They might end up like Peng peng Shui, um, which is another segue if we wanted to, right? Like what's going on with that? Where is she? She's nobody. Still has any definitive information um, right. whether she's and safe I think or it's not. Been,
0: yeah, and it's been six months now since you know we first brought that up. And I want to encourage people to go back and listen to our podcast on that, and just remind themselves how important this person's life is, and where she is, and why she's not being freed from the situation that she's in, why she can't freely travel, and why she's under so much duress and uh, I do you know congratulate the WTA for making a stand in that at that time as well but I'm not sure that it's you know the passion has lasted and I'm not sure it's had the effect that we hoped which was for her freedom right
1: yeah I mean Steve Simon did just talk about that in, in the most recent his most recent interview as well. He did say that they're for sure there's nothing happening in China um, this year. And it might not even be next year because they're going to start ironing out calendar information or calendar events for 2023 within the next few months. So they might not yeah, even only f- back. Only
0: for the WTA, but Correct. not for the ATP. Correct. And then... Who hasn't made a stand at all.
1: <laughs> exactly. And they kind of asked him about that, you know, how he felt um, if he wanted their support. And he was like, yeah, of course. But he understands that, like, it's not one of their members It's not an, she's not an ATP member, so it's easy for them to just, no, I shouldn't say it's easy for them. I don't know if it's easy for them. They are choosing to say not our member, not our problem. Right. So, right. um, Right. But you're right. Good for, good for the WTA for making a stand on that. Um, and hopefully, I don't know. We'll I guess we'll see if it ever pays off something.
0: Yeah. All, all that to say that tennis is really in a weird place right now, right? I mean, it just is very... Uh, part of the reason, I think, that I haven't been so excited about tennis, it's there's a lot of drama uh, happening, and it's not about the tennis, unfortunately. And uh, it started with Djokovic in Australia and has really continued where, unfortunately, the reality of the world has affected the sport that we loved. And it can't, it can't not affect it, of course, right? Right. But uh, yeah, it definitely is having a bigger role in the outcome. And unfortunately for me, it's having a bigger role in the way that I feel about the sport. And I'm just trying to keep believing, you know.
1: Keep believing, Philip. We need you. <laughs> um, but what's, what's interesting is, is another, another thing. Like if you allow me to just segue the crap out of this podcast. Go no, ahead. Go is, for is it. It's the whole it. Peng Shui thing. Like the whole reason she's in the situation she's in is because she spoke out about abuse um sexual emotional physical whatever all of those things right she spoke up out about her oppressor who happened to be you know someone in, in power in China but so one of the top the yeah, top yeah like people. the second in command <laughs> right so right. um but it it brings up what the most recent like kind of tennis headline is is Pam Shriver coming out and talking about um, her inappropriate relationship with her coach now it was a little bit different, but again this just is this is i guess the the difference in the culture um between certain countries right um Pam has also waited a really long time, and her oppressor is no longer living, so it changes a little bit but basically she's the whole reason she has come out and talked about this relationship with her coach um is to try and see if the u s t a um, or the WTA have systems in place to help kind of combat this problem, um, which is prevalent, right? I mean, we saw it It with U.S. gymnastics and everything. I mean, we just know this happens. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up on, on this podcast with you is not so much because it's like near and dear to my heart or anything, uh, is actually just because you work with so many, you're a coach and you work with so many, um, People And I just kind of wondered what your take on it was because you're, you're like in the position um, y- and you work yeah, with a lot I'm of families and kids and things like that. So it must be yeah. interesting for you to hear stuff like this.
0: Well, I mean, it's very fresh, unfortunately, because just recently, one of my favorite young players, Kylie McKenzie, uh, brought a a lawsuit against the USTA, alleging uh, sexual assault, sexual harassment from her coach. His name is Annabelle Aranda. He was the top USTA coach on the payroll of USTA, training at the USTA Center and Kylie was, you know, one of the really top up-and-coming juniors that were coming up. And, you know, just when you hear the stories and what had happened, it's just so inappropriate. And he would say things like, I'm doing this because it makes you tougher and it's for your mental health. And, you know, of course, just so, so evil in my opinion. Obviously, he hasn't, the lawsuit hasn't been settled and, you know, I don't know. Both sides of the story, but you just hear that kind of thing and you just know <laughs> that's so prevalent, you know. So I'm so proud of Pam Driver for coming out and bringing light to that. Um, I think Kylie for sure. And um, there is the. Women's Tennis Coaching Association, WTCA, that we had talked about before. And uh, we also have a podcast about them. So I encourage people to listen to that one. And just talking about changing the culture of coaching and changing the perspective that we have towards women in tennis. And not only women in tennis, really women in sports. When I did a training with Adidas, they were talking about, it's called Girls in Sports uh, program. They talked about how junior girls, uh, young girls, are fleeing all of sports, soccer, tennis, uh, because the culture is literally from the 70s, and it's this kind of body-inappropriate culture, you know, the language, and you know, so much has changed in our culture, and yet coaching hasn't changed, so... I think there are a lot of resources for people like myself who are coaches to, you know, learn from that. Uh, the USTA does have safe play at least, so it forces people who are registered with the USTA to go through sexual harassment training uh, as well as to actually get background checked. And so you can go to their website and find coaches that have at least passed that. but. You know I've got to think that this coach who is working for the USTA had a background check in place, and yet this happens right so it's very very a very very tough situation, but I think it's so great that at least we're bringing light to it, and it's so important we we need to be able to have trusted leaders in our sport you know working with uh, young girls i agree girls girls and boys <laughs>
1: uh Philip, I just have to thank you. Again, just like all the time, for people maybe don't know, Philip is just the best dude in the world, and I love you're such an advocate for everything that is right, and I'm just really proud to call you my friend, and I'm glad that the programs that like you're a part of, you know, like have you there because tennis needs people like you.
0: Oh gosh, that that puts so much pressure on me. <laughs>
1: It really doesn't. It really doesn't, because it's just your—it's your natural person. It's your natural being. You're just a good dude, you know.
0: Well, on that very positive note, we will end part one of our tennis update, and we hope you enjoyed our conversation about the issues in and around tennis. And look forward to sharing part two in the next episode, where we discuss Carlos Alcaraz, Iga Swiatek, and a lot of the happenings in the world of tennis. I want to give a big shout out to Tennis Pal for being a True Blue sponsor and making this podcast happen. Visit tennispal.com to download the app and find people to play with just like Valerie and I did this week. Thanks for listening and may all your serves be aces.